Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect Podcast, a weekly podcast where all we do is earn third-degree black belts and win Karate USA National Championships. And hey, no one does that better than my guest today, black belt instructor of Kotakaha Shito Ryu Karate, and also a Hawaii model, Miss Taylor Kaneshiro. Hello. How you doing, Taylor? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing awesome, and I'm very <laughs> excited to talk to you about this because if you didn't know, I was actually uh, once upon a time a karate student myself. Yeah. Really? Where did you train at? <laughs> this was in Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. <laughs> what is the belt after? Is it go white and then yellow and then? Um, for us, it goes white, yellow, orange, okay. blue. Okay. So I was uh, orange, like first degree or something when I was like nine. And then I stopped because this was like during the boom. Like I think right after like, you know, Karate Kid movie and stuff was like famous. So everybody yeah. wanted to open up a Karate Dojo, especially mm-hmm. in the uh, mainland. Right. Yeah. That was like the thing. And nobody had like an actual like like a background in karate you know it was like mm-hmm. uh more of like a fad i think and you know oh. a money grab yeah so okay. it really felt like that so you know my dad enrolled me and my sister we tried it out for a while and they taught us some basic stuff which I, it seemed like it was legit you know like horse stance and like all of this other stuff like yeah. the very very basics <laughs> but then as we started progressing more the belt system seemed like it was like they were giving out belts like candy basically uh, and it seemed like it was a real money grab and so yeah. After that, we kind of like ditched. And I have heard like, you know, that was a common thing, at least in the mainland after, you know, Karate Kid and all these other movies like started popping up. But it seems like for you, it's a lot different, you know, because this is an actual like school, you know, like an actual like uh, a form, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, Kotakaha Shito Ryu, is that, am I saying that correct? Yeah. Did that originate in Japan or how did that all start? So my grandpa is originally from Osaka, Japan. Oh, okay. Um, and then he won the All Japan Championship there and then decided to move to Hawaii to found his own karate school oh. um, in the 60s. So this so this uh, school is his own like thing that he crafted then? Mm-hmm. Wow, yes. okay. But yes. it still derives from like the same like uh, basis, I'm guessing, of karate, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, there's like a couple different styles of karate, like Shotokan, Shidoryu. Mm. Um, and then off of there... Um, senseis will normally like kind of form it into their own, but still the basis of it is pretty much what it should be. Right. Um, so it's not really much changing. We teach like traditional shidoryu karate. So what is the variations, or I guess, or like what separates different like uh, schools, I guess? Um, like the styles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Shotokan would be like it's like a hard style so a lot of the movements are a lot more dynamic and strong oh i see shodoyu is like a combination of both hard and soft oh i see i see so depending on like the katas and stuff sparring is kind of the same throughout all karate okay that's what i was wondering forms right and kata is the one where it's like you're performing like uh like you said forms but you're not actually hitting or you know okay individual performance okay i see okay so uh with all of that being said it's very impressive your resume and this karate background. You know, uh, I want to figure out how you got into this Karate USA National Championships and like when did you actually start, you know, training and stuff? Because that's a very, very impressive thing to have on your resume. Mm. I started karate when I was six years old. Six. Um, just because it was like my family's thing. You know, I didn't have any other choice. Oh, okay. Because um, your actually, grandpa, right? Yeah. I actually did not like karate at all when I was a kid. Mm. Only until I started competing nationally when I was in high school. So like about 15, 16 year old. Um, 
then I started kind of getting into it. I was like, oh, like, I'm not too bad, you know. <laughs> I, can, I can probably do this. Um, so when you were 15 or 16, did you already have, what belt were you, I guess? Or? Uh, well, I got my black belt when I was 12 years old. 12? That seems kind of early, no? Is that <laughs> is that normal? I think it's about normal age. And there are some kids who get them a little bit younger, but not too many. Okay. Um, but it does take a while, especially if you're going to like a legit karate school you shouldn't be passing out belts like, like candy yeah exactly like i was saying so because ours was like every couple months it felt like we we're moving up and my dad was like i don't know if this is legit you know <laughs> so but 12 i guess makes sense because essentially what a black belt is saying that you've learned everything that the school has to offer or something right mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. from there you get like uh different degrees or you know you can get to a red belt i think later on yeah. um depending on the amount of time you spent in that area right there's like 10 levels of black belt Really? And so how do you progress once you hit a black belt then? Um, you just, well, for our school, you just kind of like keep taking the test. But I mean, for sport karate, it doesn't really matter what degree you are. I think getting degrees is basically if you want to like continue teaching oh. and like just accumulate more knowledge. Um, but yeah, I'm third degree black belt now. Right. So that's one, like, two, three. So you, you passed the test three times after you had your black belt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. So when you started like taking it seriously back, you know, when you said you were 15 or 16, then is that when you started competing on like a national level? Yeah. I, I think my first nationals was like in 2008 when I was young, but I, it was just like for experience. I didn't take it too seriously back then. Um, but yeah, when I was like 15, 16, then I started competing at the national and how level. do you how do you get do you get like scouted to be on the national no squad um, we just have like regional tournaments locally here okay and then you just have to, it's super easy it, actually you just have to place like top thirteen or something okay um, but because there's not too many people competitors in Hawaii um, usually like the visions are only like less than 10 people. So so everybody makes it. Everyone pretty much makes it. It's just like the real competition is when you get to nationals. Right. So when, okay, so after that first time, I guess in 2008, you had to fly up to somewhere in the mainland Mm -hmm. to compete. Mm -hmm. Do you know where you were? Um, I've been to like New York, um, Chicago, like like South Carolina, Florida. Oh, wow. Okay. A lot then. Mm. And so when you get over there, that's when it's like, you know, you actually have to worry about like, competing and winning right like yeah, an actual competition way more people like divisions will have like up to 30 people okay and so because karate has like different uh styles i guess you know we said there's like kata and then there's sparring mm-hmm. what did you actually win did you win the kata side or the sparring side um i have won more in sparring That's really my favorite thing oh okay <laughs> um but i have won kata competitions too okay because it's completely different things right oh like, yeah like sparring is like you're actually like fighting somebody yeah yeah and and, and karate is point scoring, I believe. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So how does the point system work? It's like. So, um, well, right now, the, the rules kind of change almost every year. But right now, it's like an eight point lead. Um, points include like punches to the body, punches to the face are one point. Okay. Kicks to the body are two points and three points for head kicks or takedowns. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Head kicks. That's <laughs> that seems pretty tough. And you guys have like actual like gear and stuff on too, though, right? Yeah. Okay. But cool. karate is not like a full contact sport like MMA. Oh, <laughs> so, right. I um, think I actually saw like in the Olympics, karate was in the Olympics, right? Yeah, for the was, first time. Right. So that was a big deal. And Huge. when I was watching it, though, it was like 
kind of strange. I I can't remember what happened. Who ended up? Do you did you follow that one? Something weird happened. I think in the finals where it was oh, like in the in the male division, something like that. Scoring. Yeah, like um, some guy got like knocked out, and then the other guy got Hansoku, which which is disqualification. Yeah, see, for getting knocked out. Yeah. So so what happened with that? You can't knock out somebody in karate and expect to win. What? Because it's so like uh like you were saying, it's more like light fighting, I guess. Yeah. Karate is more about like technique and speed, and um, but I mean, if you have tech- good technique and good speed, and you yeah, kick somebody in the head, but you have to have like good control too. Oh, you know, like being able to control your power, I feel like is really hard sometimes. Oh, okay, I you see. Can't just be like pummeling the guy. Right, right, right. So I guess that's uh that's from the outside, you know, my perspective mm-hmm. when I have no like you know formal background in this stuff. It looks strange because you would think, oh, that's the winner of the fight is the guy that like knocked yeah. that guy out, but then he ends up getting DQ'd and the other guy wins. It's which, completely different from other martial arts. Right. And how would you feel if you're in that situation though? You were the person getting knocked out and they put a gold medal for getting knocked out. I would hate it. I wouldn't want See? it. Yeah. I would not want it. <laughs> it seems strange. <laughs> so, so shame. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, But I mean, I guess it wasn't his fault, you know, like yeah. he probably could have got up and maybe continued to compete, but yeah. at that point it's already DQ, so he can't do anything. So it is rough, um, but it was very interesting because that showed the world like, okay, this is more like nuanced than we thought it was going to be. I'm glad you watched some of it though. Yeah, really I, cool. I mean, I do have an interest, like I said, um, just because I had like, you know, some kind of background in mm-hmm. it a little bit. Um, and I do find it like very, uh, because I am Japanese, you know, yeah. it's part of the culture. So yeah. I do like respect everything that goes behind it. And I like seeing the actual, actual like karate, you know, not yeah. like the mainland style where it's like, they went online, got a yeah, <laughs> certification or whatever to become it's a teacher. No Cobra Kai shit. Yeah, exactly. You Cobra know? Kai. <laughs> yeah, so that I kind hate of stuff. That show. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different, yeah, because that is not like anything like karate at all. And that's why I bring up the Karate Kid because that's when it like was popping off because everybody's like, oh, I want to be Daniel Sun, you know, and yeah. kick people's butt and all of this. And I was like, sweep the leg and the crane stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's realistic, you know. There, there are some like kind of truths in Cobra. I'm sorry, Cobra Kai. Of course, like, a little. Daniel San was like performing part of a kata. That's actually like a real kata. Oh, okay. You know, he just wasn't doing it very good. <laughs> I it's can like see that. Cringe to, cringe to watch. <laughs> As an expert, you know, yeah, yeah, it's definitely different from your side. I guess for us, it was more like you know, just fun. Yeah. And at least Very you know, Hollywood. it kind of exposes like you know, uh, mainstream culture and stuff to karate. You know, even though it might not be the exact thing, at least people are seeing it more in the spotlight when yeah. maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So. With that, um, sorry, we kind of went like on a huge tangent. So back to your national championship. So you fly up for the first time in mm-hmm. 2008, right? And yeah. did you end up winning like that first time? No, okay. I think I placed like bronze or like fifth place in kata or something like that. I wasn't taking it seriously okay. at all. And so when did you take it seriously and when did you actually win then? Um, Gosh, I don't remember the first time that I won. Oh, that's but, interesting. <laughs> I know. It, it seems like a huge thing. Yeah. But um, for our karate school, we go to nationals every year. Oh, okay. And I guess because karate is like just such a part of my life. It just seems like. It all um, meshes or blends together. Another competition after competition after uh, competition. I see. But, um, yeah, like when we train for nationals, we train like seven days a week. Wow. It's super intense. Um and then we go up there, you know, we, and our whole team does really well. Oh, really? It's not just you? 
Oh no! Oh, it's a whole school. Yeah, our school oh, okay. is really, really good. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> impressive. A testament to your grandpa, then you know, whatever training or whatever you know things that you guys are going through, it must mm-hmm. be paying off. And so, uh, the actual like school that you guys are founded under, it's a uh, inter what. International Sorry? Karate Federation. Like International we just refer to it as like IKF. IKF, that's mm-hmm. right. Okay, so IKF. So that's what you guys fly up as. Um, and so when you guys are like training, I guess, and stuff, you guys are training for different against different styles, right? Because mm-hmm. usually, I guess when you're sparring, you know, you're sparring against your own school, so you know mm-hmm. what to expect. Mm-hmm. But as we said, there's different like styles of karate. So when you go up to the mainland, it must be like, oh, I don't know what to expect. You know, like, is it going to be like more fast paced? Is it going to be like harder hitting? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, I feel like, well, because sparring is kind of fighting in general is the same throughout. You know, some, some mm. schools might focus more on like, um, like kicks, like leg techniques, you know? Some other schools just have like really good timing um, or like really good footwork or something like that. So that, it kind of varies. Um, for kata, definitely going against different styles is different, but it's based on the judge's opinion, what they like better. Right, That that yeah, because kata is kind of hard to judge, I would think, yeah, you know, because the form's... subjective. Yeah, yeah, because essentially what kata is, is I always think of it as like, kind of like a pseudo dance right mm-hmm. where you have like a scripted thing of your different forms set yeah. up in a way you know where you can kind of showcase the whole uh, art of what you're doing um so yeah when it does have like maybe if one's more like flashy or whatever then maybe it'll score higher because it is subjective so that's yeah. a harder one but i mean when it comes to sparring it it, it is what it is you know you either yeah. beat the person or you don't yeah they score or not score exactly first. so when you were like competing and stuff do you have like a specialty or is there like an area where you excel at or are you more like a better with kicks i guess or like better with like punching or um i'd say i have really good like countering oh I think nice. so like my timing ah. is, is pretty good well when i was competing oh you're not competing anymore well because of covid oh right 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 okay yeah. um and then in the past couple of years i tore my acl and my meniscus oh, shoot. so i was just kind of on the recovery track was right that now, from karate yeah tore? how did that happen it's not as flashy <laughs> as I'd like it to be. Story time. <laughs> <laughs> I basically tripped over one of my um, teammates' foot in practice. Oh, uh, well, And it just, like, snapped. <laughs> that's usually how it happens, though. You know, it's like those yeah. weird things because it, it it's always those weird injuries, too, where it's, like, usually something very small ends up being something really big. Because, yeah. you know, you could get kicked right in the knee or something, like, full blast, and that won't do anything. But then, you know, the slightest trip, because you weren't braced for it or prepared, yeah. that's what's going to do it. Yeah. Darn, that must have been... So it did you recover sucked. well? And then how's like your movement and stuff now after? Um, I'm pretty much back to normal. Cool. I did. This was back in like 2018 that I tore it. Okay. Or 2017. And then after that, I competed in three competitions in 2019, right before COVID took over. Uh-huh. Um, but then since then, since COVID, I haven't competed. Did you win in that 2019 competition? Yeah, I did. <laughs> So that's pretty impressive. You know, you got the ACL tear, come back, rehab, and then end up winning again. Yeah. Is it so? Is the competition like stiff up in the mainland, or you guys are just that good? Like oh, this no, there are definitely a lot of great athletes in okay. the mainland. Definitely. Um, but Hawaii is known for producing world champions. Like, my uncle is a two time world champion. Oh. Um, another, some other. Um, athletes from our dojo all have also won world champion titles too. So that's different than what we were speaking on before, right? The national champion is winning mm-hmm. the best in like the states, but world is a world completely is, different animal. Yeah, you got to win at nationals 
like in the senior divisions, like the adult divisions. Uh-huh. And then from there, you can go to like the Pan American Championships and then the World Championships. Oh, so it's like three competitions before you can even get to that world stage then? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, have you ever competed in that world stage then? Because you won national, so you had the invitation, I'm assuming, to Pan. Um, I have competed in a junior Pan American Championships, which was held in Peru. Oh, um, random. This was... Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Couldn't have been somewhere more fun. Yeah. <laughs> Peru's nice. Shout out to Peru. <laughs> but um, this was back in high school. So okay. World Championships is for like 18 and over. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. I see. So the junior one is more like not yeah. really as. Okay, I see. Yeah, I haven't made like the senior team to get to compete. Ah, is that a goal of yours, you think? Um... As of right now, no, it was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think COVID really helped me focus on just like teaching, mm. you know, and then maybe taking over from my mom and George one day. Oh, okay. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. But I mean, I would love to still compete. Oh, okay. I see. Because, yeah, I would assume, you know, when you get to the world stage, that's when you're competing against, like, Asia, where, you know, these guys have been doing it since they were, like, two years old, yeah, probably. Yeah, Japan is, like, the best in Asia. I would assume. I know. they. I mean, they're they the founders, right? They have to. They have to be. Yeah, <laughs> yes. they're the founders. Did they win? Is that who was competing in um the, the Olympics in the finals? Was it Japan? Um... It would be kind of a shame if they didn't make it. I think it was. I, yeah, no, Japan was definitely in the Olympics, like in every division. Right, but I, I can't remember if they ended up winning gold in the finals. I think they yeah. did. I think the guy, one of the guys Maybe was. The guy, I don't remember. Because <laughs> for karate, it's not like there's weight classes, is there, right? There is. There is for mm-hmm. karate, really? What are for the different sparring. weight uh, classes on? Um, I don't remember the numbers for the kilos. Oh, uh, is it usually separated by like 15 pounds, I'm assuming, though? or Something like that. Okay, so it's, yeah. it, you have a lot of room then. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, well, actually, well, I guess it does make sense. It's more of a height thing, I would think, though, more than weight. Because you're not worried about getting knocked out, you know, like we were saying. It's more yeah. like if you have a super long reach advantage, yeah. then that kind of can ruin everything, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're pretty tall, too, so <laughs> I'm assuming, you know, that's probably why you excel so well, too, <laughs> on the counter and stuff. So that's awesome. So uh, you are actually teaching now then at IKF. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is something that your entire, like, family does then? You were saying that your mom is also an instructor or something? Yeah. Well, my mom, my, basically my mom's side of the family. Oh, okay. My dad's side doesn't do karate. Okay. Um, but, yeah, my mom and my uncle George um, have a bunch of locations around the island. Along oh, there's more than one? There. Yeah. How many, how many locations are there? We used to have about, I would say, at least 10. Whoa. I teach at four different locations. Right Whoa. Now. Okay. And where's the four that you teach? All in town? Um, all in town. So we have our main dojo in Kaimaki. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also teach at our dojo in Pololo and Kahala. Mm-hmm. And then we also teach through the after-school care program at Punahou. Oh, wow. So that's where I teach. That's insane. How, <laughs> how did you guys, how did that grow so huge? Are you guys like the dominant force then in karate and all of Hawaii, I'm assuming? There are definitely like a couple other huge karate schools here. 10 locations but. is a lot, Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> Hawaii's not that small. <laughs> I don't know though. To have like that many locations, I would assume like, you know, you would need to have like a lot of students. That's why in order to like justify opening up another school, I would think, or another mm-hmm. dojo, right? Just because, you know, cost of living is so expensive here. And mm-hmm. so rent and overhead is super expensive. So yeah. it's kind of crazy that you guys were able to like, you know, grow from your testament to your grandpa again. 
into like 10 different locations. Like that's wild. He's been doing this since the 60s. So. Still, that's insane. <laughs> that's really, really awesome. And uh, it's just so interesting for me because, you know, like I said, I'm not a huge like participant of the sport and stuff, but I, you know, I appreciate it. But still, like, unless you're like in the space, you don't really realize like the gravity of how, I guess, popular it is, you know, in Hawaii. Yeah. Because if you have 10 locations, that must mean you guys have a lot of students. What's your average class size, I would say, that you're teaching? Right now, it's about... 20 something oh man and class. these are all like younger people like your age or we have a lot of like young young kids like oh elementary, okay, okay. middle school right and then like our competition team is basically like teenagers oh okay okay is there like really like older generation people too that still train as well at the dojo um i think i'm part probably the oldest generation right now really yeah is karate like a young person's sport or something well, just it's because like Karate is not like other sports where, you know, you can get a scholarship to college. Oh, I see. Here, you know, mm -hmm. I think Japan might, you can do karate in college, mm -hmm. but here in America, um, colleges don't offer that. So I think a lot of other people go on to other things, mm -hmm. you know, like, I oh, see. they pick up football or I don't know what else, whatever else. Like right, my right. Bro younger brother used to do karate, uh -huh. but then... I guess his passion was playing football. So because he went to St. Louis. Oh, makes sense. And then now he plays for UH Manoa. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. What's his name? Kai Kaneshiro. Hey, shout out to Kai. Right on. <laughs> That's <bro>. pretty cool. <laughs> well, I would also think, you know, with the rise of like MMA and the UFC and stuff too, it's like way more appealing, I would think, for people that want to get into like, you know, physical combat and stuff to go for where there's a lot of money, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. UFC and MMA and that kind of stuff definitely brings in more. So I would think like, you know, those schools that teach like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Muay Thai or like, you know, the things that are seen the most at UFC is probably doing pretty well for like, I guess, an older generation. I think your prime, what they say for like martial arts as why is usually like 28 to 30 or something like 28, 32. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Because mm -hmm. it's like you're at your physical peak, but you also are at your mental peak as well or something. Yeah. Yeah. And you have like the experience. Hmm. Yeah. Competing. Have you ever thought about competing like at that kind of crazy level or no, not at all? Because, I mean, you said you're good at the sparring side, so it's a fair question. <laughs> like competing in, like, MMA? Stuff? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that tough. Oh, really? <laughs> that sounds scary because I could get punched in the face for real. I mean, you're getting punched in the face for real in karate, <laughs> yeah, too. You have headgear, though, I, I don't want to get knocked out. Uh, <laughs> do you have, like, gloves and stuff, too, when you're fighting? Uh, so your yeah. only protection, or do you have shin guards, too? Or shin guards, there's, like, a body protector. Oh, you have a body protector, too? Knuckle pads. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, the knuckle pads, I'm assuming, are about the same as, like, a yeah. UFC glove. They have a good amount of cushion, too. Hmm. So I when you know, actually UFC's get... kind of flat. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I Yeah, I, I gotta know. go check. <laughs> so, no, it's completely different. I think there's only, like, one really dominant, uh, like, karate, like, person, I think, in the UFC. Yeah. I, and it's just, it's... The style, I guess, is not made for that kind of combat, which makes sense, you know. Yeah. But in terms of like self-defense, I would assume that, it, you know, it's a pretty good thing to have under your belt, right? Because mm -hmm. it, 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 that's what karate was originally from, right? It's for self-defense mm -hmm. techniques. Yeah. Yeah. So countering and all of this stuff is what it's made for, not to like engage somebody. Yeah, right. Uh, that's correct. So that's, <laughs> I can assume like when you guys are sparring then, because it's like not an engagement kind of thing, you guys are just kind of standing there waiting for somebody to move. <laughs> no. no, we definitely have a lot of offensive Oh, okay. Attacks. Okay. Attacks. But you're, like you said, you're more on the counter striking side. So like you're, you're yeah. kind of sitting back and just waiting for them to act first. 
kind of. Hmm. Okay. I like to play the defense game a lot. Hey, it works. I mean, in most sports, you know, defense, as they say, wins championships. And I think for like, do you watch for like boxing and stuff as well or no? Not really. I don't watch any sports. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the only thing you've done in your life is karate in terms of sports then? Well, I played volleyball in high school. Oh, okay. Um, and I did track in high school, but that was just because I didn't want to take PE. How long did you play volleyball for? <laughs> um, for like three or four years. I was like in club volleyball too. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I played volleyball for a bit too. That's why. I was a setter. Nice. Yeah, I was a setter. Okay. What position do you play? I played center and... Oh, like you're tall. Right that makes sense. Hitter or whatever. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Okay. Well, I mean, that mean, makes you sporty then, I would think, you know, as long as you're like you're doing different things because it definitely, I feel like team sports like that is a lot different whereas like you know karate is like more of an individual mm -hmm. thing right so it yeah. does create camaraderie and all of this stuff um and, and yeah i can see you know how your brother ended up going into something like football or you know where it has like potential and stuff as well too mm -hmm. okay so one of the interesting interesting things about you taylor is you have all of these like backgrounds you know you have like a instructor you have your black belts you have these national championships one of the things that really gets me like confused a little bit is you're also a model in Hawaii yeah. as a as you know a karate aficionado and then how did you get into the modeling scene um honestly I just started posting more pics like on Instagram and then photographers were reaching out to me and um I guess that's just like I don't know I was like oh I guess I could do modeling too <laughs> you seem like a very like yeah more like shy person that I would I would think too that's why that's like the I sense that I get from shy. you so that's kind of hard to put yourself out there right on like pictures and stuff that must be like different or at least I mean yeah but I think doing karate also gave me a lot of confidence mm. um certain things I'm kind of shy mm. but I definitely can be a little outgoing <laughs> right. Okay. So, cause yeah, I, it's just really like crazy to me, you know, cause when you think of karate and like combat sports and stuff, you don't really think of like somebody that can also model. Like that's mm -hmm. pretty crazy that you could do both lanes and you're actually signed with a agency too. That's why, right? Mm -hmm. I went bliss. So you, you've done like editorials and stuff as well then like print, print ads and all of this or. Um, I have been in a couple magazines like for like the Royal Hawaiian. Oh, nice. Um, some Japanese magazine too. Um, and I've definitely modeled for a lot of local brands and also non-local brands. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I take modeling more as of like a hobby. Oh, right. So I, I do get paid for stuff, but to me, karate is my main thing and modeling is just what I do on my free time. Mm, okay, okay. I mean, it's also good though because you know that uh, people that do end up following you from, you know, your modeling career and stuff, they end up seeing, you know, the karate side as well, which is good because that helps expand the sport, right? Mm -hmm. And gets your name out there more, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome to hear and, you know, see. Um, do you mind me asking? So what is your like eth ethnicities then? Because you have like Old a Japanese. Really? Yeah. I would not peg you for that. <laughs> what do I look like? I don't know. Like <laughs> Kanashiro, I mean, obviously is a Japanese yeah. name, but. You look kind of like dark. I, I'm Japanese <laughs> Filipino, so that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, because we have kind of like the same kind of skin tone. I guess you're like you don't not even look Filipino. That's what everybody always tells me. I'm quarter though. Okay. Yeah, but you kind of look like how my sisters look. That's why I saw. I was okay. like, oh, okay, maybe you know some kind of mix there. But no, you're. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm you also have the height, which is confusing. So. Yeah. How did that? I'm, is your dad and mom tall or something like? <laughs> yeah, my my dad's like six one. My mom. Is it like Japanese? Five, six or five seven. Hey, shout out to Mr. Kaneshiro. That's pretty. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. You guys got good genetics over there. 
<laughs> I wish I was like over six feet. <laughs> yeah, because Japanese usually aren't really like uh, you know tall. That's why. So、mm-hmm. I feel like in the modeling、uh, world and whatnot, because we had a couple models that come through here. Usually they always say like height is very very important, right?、Mm-hmm. And thankfully in Hawaii you can kind of get away with being like five eight to like you know. A little over five eight, five seven, and that、mm-hmm. still is considered hot, like tall enough in Hawaii, just because、yeah. we're all pretty short over here. <laughs>、yeah. That it it works for like the modeling business. I'm、um, five eight. You're five eight.、Mm-hmm. Perfect, exactly. That's what I would assume. <laughs> yeah, so you're pretty tall,、um, and it's very like easy to see because usually everybody's like five two, five three over here for girls. So I was like, okay.、Um, but when you're competing in the mainland, I'm assuming that probably people are taller than you. I would guess like the girls、yeah. you're competing against. Yeah, because six feet is like pretty common, somewhat for females. I would think up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're very tall. That、there. must be intimidating. A, a little bit, yeah. I've definitely competed against girls who are like six feet. And you're just like, okay, how do I do this? Because like, oh my god, I, for the first time, I feel small or short. Because <laughs>、mm, so when you guys are in like a ring for sparring, is it? How is the ring shaped? Is it like a square, a circle, a square, a square?、Mm-hmm. So you can move anywhere within that square. Then you just can't step out of bounds.、Yeah. Mm, okay, I see, I see. Because then that makes it a. If it was like a, I can't remember what sport it is where it's like a straight on like you have to stay like in a line with each other. That makes it very very hard. It's some、like、kind、fencing? of not fencing.、Oh. It was like some kind of like martial art where it's like you can't really rotate around and stuff too. I can't remember which one it was, but I was like that makes it very very difficult if it's like point scoring and stuff too. Yeah,、uh, you need you need a lot of space to move. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. I I gotta go find it now. See again, I'm not very like well versed in martial、too. arts. <laughs> Where does that? <laughs> I gotta go look it up. <laughs> so aside from the modeling, you know, and the karate, on top of all of that, you're also a UH graduate as well, right? Yeah. What did you get your degree in? I got it in sociology. Oh, okay.、Um, I originally wanted to work for the FBI. Whoa. That was like my dream job in college. Okay, what kind of FBI though? Like, like as in like a special agent. So like、know? kick the door open, you <laughs> <Yeah> . know, <laughs> freeze, everybody hands up. <laughs> yeah, but I did not like school. Oh <laughs>、uh, okay. Well, sociology is that does that transfer into like FBI stuff or were you well, originally on track for something else? UH didn't have like a criminology degree or criminal justice. Yeah, yeah. Criminal justice. Um, so they told me that I should do sociology and take. The criminal justice classes、mm. that were considered under the sociology. Right.、Degree. So hopefully, like when you go to grad school or whatever to get the actual criminal justice,、yeah. you'd have some kind of basis at least.、Mm-hmm. That makes sense, dude. You would, as an FBI agent, you'd be like really badass at that because you, <laughs> you know, you got the martial arts background <laughs>、yeah. and stuff too, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> I could see that. So what happened afterwards when you got to college? You just didn't. It it wasn't a passion, I guess. Yeah. No, I really started to enjoy teaching more. And then I was also so competing, so I really wanted to focus on my karate life. Mm, mm. So, would you say that how often are you like、uh, instructing classes then on a weekly basis, and how many, I guess, a day or how many hours is it that you're working there? Five to six days a week. Oof, it's a full time job. But it's great because classes are only about an hour long. Right. So if I I usually teach maybe like three classes a day, that's basically three hours of work. Kind of a lot though for a like physical because aren't you like moving around and stuff and like you know kind of or more、uh, I guess for the teaching for side teaching, you don't really have to be doing the entire practice you're kind of just conducting it and、mm. after you just do a couple examples I would assume and then, yeah yeah 
Yeah. Huh. Okay. That it's makes fun. sense then. And yeah. then you also have like a day job and stuff too. That's why, right? Yeah. I work at Homecoming Honolulu. Is that a clothing store? I'm not sure. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that makes sense. I think I've heard of it, but I'm like, I, it's not somewhere I shop. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And that was my best guess. So I, I got that one. Right yeah. On. So, so I work there during the day and then teach my classes in the afternoon to evenings. And then whenever you have modeling gigs, you just do that whenever. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, pretty packed lifestyle then that you have i love it I you love do really busy like that oh, okay okay that's good to hear because yeah i mean it's it's very impressive like the resume and stuff like we were saying that you do have um and it's just anytime i see people like doing all kinds of stuff and different kinds of things and excelling in different worlds mm-hmm. i'm just always like what kind of mind does this person have you know where they're <laughs> like because some people don't like challenging things you know yeah. and to be like an instructor for a karate school is very very challenging you know mm-hmm. it, i would think like there's a lot of responsibility with it you know because Mm -hmm. some of these like kids that are taking it for self-defense it's like they rely on you that you to teach them correctly in order to like learn a craft that you know they can actually defend themselves with Mm -hmm. so that i I would assume is a lot of pressure on yourself as an instructor right but i i love it i get to like work with kids and you know not only teach them self-defense and like basic karate stuff but you know like there are some kids who've been with us for years and just watching them grow up to become like really great people and mm. like kar- karate gives them confidence and like discipline and respectfulness and all that kind of great stuff so because you guys I have like I, I was gonna write it down but you guys have like not is it laws or rules or something of the school i, yeah, I was looking on the like website prince principles. principles there you principles. go and they were all like pretty much you know like that kind of same thing where you don't you don't start a fight you know yeah. this is not what you use it for mm-hmm. um and all of this stuff and i was reading through it and i was like okay that this is what it should be you know yeah. whereas before it was like the way that karate kid and cobra kai make it it's like you want to learn karate to kick somebody's butt yeah <laughs> you know which Again, not Cobra Kai. We are not Cobra Kai. I'm guessing it does help the school, though. Do you see an uptick in, like, uh, kids signing up after, like, shows like that end up getting viral and stuff? Yeah, we've actually had a lot of kids. Or, like, some people are like, oh, yeah, like, I watch Power Rangers, and that's what made me want to start karate. I was like, okay. It's not, like, the same. Yeah, but, I mean... I wonder if that's why I was drawn to martial arts because I used to really like Power Rangers as a kid too. And originally, <laughs> Power Rangers was from Japan, right? Yeah. Like, and I think those guys are like uh, martial artists, mm-hmm. the ones that are like in the suit. Mm-hmm. You know, not the actors, but the ones in the suit. One of the can... senseis that I know are that's from here is actually was actually like one of the Power Rangers. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> See, that's why that's not a bad thing to inspire people, you know, yeah. to get into it. I think as long as they can get into the door, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing would be like. Do you see, like, what is the drop-off, I guess, normal drop-off for kids that sign up? Because it's not for everybody. And I think, you know, when I was doing it, um, one of the few memories that I had was uh, I really liked doing, like, the kata stuff, right? Like, Mm -hmm. learning the forms, learning, like, you know, different stances and just practicing those over and over. But then when we got into the sparring side, I've always been, like, a person that doesn't, like, like direct conflict like that. Mm -hmm. So when they, like, were saying, okay, you got to hit this person, I was just, like, really, like, I don't want to, you know, and I was getting like freaked out and stuff and I didn't like it. And so after that point, I, you know, I went home to my dad and I was like, dad, I don't want to do this anymore. If they're going to make you do like the sparring part, I don't want to fight people, you know? <laughs> and he's like, well, this is what it's for. You know, you can't, how are you going to learn how to defend yourself if you're not against like an actual like uh, combatant and stuff? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I get it, but I don't want to punch this person, you know? So yeah. at that point I was kind of like, okay, I'm out. So do you <laughs> see like that same kind of drop off in your school? Like where kids just like either lose interest or it becomes too hard, quote unquote hard. 
and they just don't want to do it anymore? I think um, in most cases for us, it's more of like they find other sports or other mm. activities they're more interested in. Um, usually around high school time and then right after high school, they go off to college. Uh, you know, I see. So they quit. So your starting age is usually in like what that seven to eight year old I would assume, yeah, yeah. and then they continue it until high school. So like school. six years or mm-hmm. so, and usually in that time, you know, in that six years, what a normal belt progression? Where would they be? I guess I would say average. You get promoted once every year. Oh, like a full belt. Yeah. Do you guys do the stripe system and stuff too? We do like high and low blue, and then like. High low green. What is high low? Is like, that like stripes? Like that's like no, that's like the degrees, but like there's like two parts to the belt. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, dude. No, no, no. I want to <laughs> learn about this because the way that Mike's uh, old dojo was so ghetto, it was literally uh, you had the belt, which was no, I'm serious. It was not. They literally gave you the belt, which was a belt, right? And then the stripes was literally like a piece of tape or something that they would just wrap around the belt, like a piece <laughs> of black tape. And that was like your stripes. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, different. So when I'm hearing yeah. like, you know, this high-low stuff, I'm trying to figure out like, is that kind of the same or is this like a metaphorical high-low? It's kind of the same. Um, okay, well, let's start from white belt. Yes. So white belt and then we have either yellow with white stripe or just solid yellow belt so like if you can do half the basics instead of all the basics you get yellow with white stripe oh okay but then if you know all your basics then you can just go straight to yellow okay and then um then from there like like jump to blue no 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 no! don't jump to blue oh, jump to- no, go, go to orange <laughs> okay so after yellow it goes orange with white and then solid orange so if you can do like half the kata or whatever you're not you can't do the full thing then you get that okay i was then, orange so i'm okay, kind of so a badass orange. then yeah 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 awesome thanks Taylor. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then from orange it goes to blue low blue so low blue it's basically like i think maybe because they want you to stay that belt for a little bit while longer just to like learn more that's why know? they do stripes or whatever mm-hmm. oh, i see because then if you go because if you just go blue to purple to green that's already intermediate you know uh, what i mean so okay. If you stay a beginner a little bit longer, make sure you perfect all the basic stuff first. Like have a great, a good foundation. Wait, so orange is still considered beginner? Orange is beginner. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not as bad as Well, I don't know about in the credit school you went to. That yeah. could be like already intermediate. Thank you. I appreciate that kindness. But okay, so at blue is the cutoff for intermediate then? Blue would be like novice. Okay. Um, purple, novice. And then Green, browns, intermediate. Oh wow! Okay. And then black, brown, the last part of brown to black, the advanced. And so it's all based off of like katas. Then you don't need to like beat up x amount of like blue belts or whatever to move up yeah, one rank. Yeah, sparring's not in like the testing oh. until you get to black belt. Oh, I see. I see. Interesting. So is that like subjective too? Like, because how do you like score? I guess a kata. Is it like? how precise the move is like how straight like you know your punch is or how Mm -hmm. straight your kick is you basically need to look out for like if they're doing techniques correctly um stances need to be good Mm. um i guess overall performance you know you can't just be doing it weak or like not speed and power oh i see i see um 
has to be like yeah. uh, intent behind the motion. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like easy stuff to correct. Like, okay, like is the stance good? You know, when they're like a beginner novice to intermediate. But when you get to advanced level, then it, I guess it becomes a lot more subjective. Mm. Um, the speed and power technique all has to be there still. I think in the Olympics, they were using like a scoring system of like athleticism, mm. you know, but also just, I forget what the other one was. <laughs> but um, yeah. So are you doing the testing or like, are you one of like the people that test the uh, students for to rank up their mm-hmm. belt? Ah, so you're the person in charge of handing out those belts. <laughs> That's a big role too. I'm the only person in charge. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I help it's not out just one it. person then. No, because I help. Right now, I'm helping my mom and my uncle teach uh, their classes. How? What? Uh, so your mom's a black belt too, then? Yes. What degree is she? she? I think she's fifth or sixth degree, and so is my uncle. Wow. Okay. Who's the? What was your grandpa then? I think my grandpa's probably like ninth or tenth already. Is that the highest there is? Yeah. I heard that there's a red belt after black. We actually don't have red belts in our karate school. But that's a thing, right? In regular karate, right? It, probably, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I've never seen someone just wear a red belt, though. Like, we, like as you saw in the Olympics, um, we wear, like, red and blue just to, like, um, what's it called? Like, designate what side they're, they're on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But no one just comes to practice wearing a red belt. I've never mm. seen that in any dojo. Oh, actually. interesting. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I remember hearing about it or something, right? Maybe it's because I, I work out at the UFC gym and they have like some kind of like belt progression thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is for uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever. Maybe. And so I, I did see like, you know, it showed like ages and then it was like a chart showing the different colors and red was like one of the top ones. And I was like, how? I've never heard of this. You know, whenever you, yeah. you hear of like, the peak of like martial arts, it's always a black belt. That's, yeah. that's the goal. Yeah. Okay, cool. So good to hear. Um, so with all of that, then <clears throat> I, I do want to say <sighs> at my age where I'm kind of like an older person, do you have people like this age come in and start at a white belt? We have like parents that start at white who belt. Start with their kids. Yeah. I'm embarrassed because <laughs> I've always thought like, okay, I want to get back into it. That's why. But I feel like at, you know, I'm 30. If I was like a 30 year old walking in and I had a white belt and then, you know, there's like these like seven year olds wearing orange belts. I'd be like, <sighs> but we have classes that um, have all ages. Okay. So there are classes with like parents who are already like brown belt level uh-huh. who are older than you okay. you know, doing it. Okay. Not too many. Can you like skip belts then or like if you can just like learn, you know, katas and stuff really fast or do you have to go in progression? You have to take the promotion, the testing. Okay. Like so you have to go through everything pretty much. Like you can skip like the yellow with white and orange with white. Uh Uh-huh. But after that you cannot skip anything. So you can like go through them quickly. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. you can't skip them. Okay. Because I've always thought about getting back into it because I remember just it was a interesting experience and it was, you know, very good. It's like it keeps you yeah. fit. Um, it's good, like discipline, like we were saying. And I do have a son now and I'm thinking like, oh, when am I going to get him into like martial arts? Because I always think like that's a good thing to have. You, you know? should bring him. You should <laughs> start can't. with him too. That's, that would have been my excuse. So that's what I was going to get at. Whereas yeah. my excuse to be like, okay, uh, now I can just, I'm just saying, you know, I have a white belt because I want to like, you know, go with my son and this is this and that like have that just as me as like a 30 old man by myself walking yeah, in but it'd be like, great like exercise and just like you know quality time with your son i guess too. so and so it's in the same class you could work with mm-hmm. the really so you have yeah. parents and their kids in the same class mm-hmm. 
Huh. And so what happened? There's no sparring at all, though, like you said. Or is it for your school? Is there sparring? Like There, there is. Yeah. Just okay. because of COVID, we haven't been focusing on that just because of like the contact. And we, we've been really, oh, really right. safe, you know, taking uh. the utmost precautions. Do you mind me asking how that that like entire process has been for you guys, you know, through your like family uh, IKF? Like how has COVID affected you guys? Um, well, we started when COVID hit, um, we transferred all our classes to Zoom. Oh. Um, so we're doing good with that. But then also like some of our dojos had to shut down because, you know, they weren't letting people use the space. Um, our main location in Kaimaki, like the rent, they're still charging us for rent. And oh, it was that sucks. Super hard. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a struggle, but then actually we had some great parents come together and start like a GoFundMe oh, nice. page. So we were able to get money from them to keep the dojo going, wow. you know? And then after that, we, um, the state opened up in-person stuff. So uh-huh. we were able to start classes in person again. So are you guys consider like the same thing as like a gym then? You have those regulations, like the same with gym would, you have to like come in and show a vaccination card or something. Yeah, we don't require vaccination cards, but we do check temperatures of everyone when they okay. come in, um, sanitize everything. Are students wearing masks when they're training? Yeah. Oh, that must be hard. I do always wear masks. That Everyone. must be hard. Just for breathing and stuff though, you know? I feel like it gives you a better workout. Well, yeah, because you can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about making that. me work harder. Well, because isn't like karate, like a lot of it is breath work. That's why? Yeah, you're definitely out of breath. <laughs> no, no. I mean like in terms oh. of like like breath work i mean like as in like when you're punching you're supposed to release air right at the same time that you're supposed to be punching or is this like a different martial arts that i'm thinking of um, i thought that's what it is like your key eyes and whatever you know yeah oh yeah we definitely key eye so i that's, guess that's part of breath work right yeah because mm-hmm. i thought that's the reason why you do it right is because it's like you're releasing energy or something at the same yeah. time yeah and you're utilizing your breath work to like focus in on that mm-hmm. see i know some stuff yeah. Oh, <laughs> you knew more than me. No, no, no. Um, so with, I do want to ask though, like for uh, one of the cool things that I always see like trending either on like TikTok or my Instagram like feeds and stuff is I randomly sometimes get videos of like the karate where it's like people kicking bottles off each other's heads. You know what I mean? Like in these crazy like flips and all of this stuff is what is this? Is, this, is that something you guys do? Like do you guys punch boards and stuff at your school too or no? We don't um, kick boards boards and break bricks what is that i don't i think it's just like some flashy thing that you can do with karate moves or martial art moves that must be see that must be a mainland thing yeah i think taekwondo does a lot of that though but what purpose does that serve to kick a brick or to break a board just to show you're strong yeah, but I think the boards are not that hard to break. No, I've heard. Okay, so from what I've seen, my friend brought uh, one of the boards from uh, his dojo before in high school or something. And it's like, <laughs> it's literally like a board that you can like put back together. And so there's already like a, a pivot oh, in it. Oh, yeah, that's so, cheating. Oh, yeah, it is. It's not actual wood. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's more like, you know, to like give confidence, maybe like mm-hmm. you could punch a wall or whatever and you're like. You know, you're strong because you broke this thing or whatever. Yeah. I've seen like that video of that little kid, you know, in the sense he's like holding the piece of wood and he's like trying to kick it. <laughs> and then he's like starts crying because he can't. But then the sensei encourages him to break it. And then he does. And it's like 
That's really? cool for a kid, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, maybe it's just like, you know, from like TV and stuff. We're talking about like Power Rangers and things, you know, where people are like throwing people through walls and stuff. And it's like, okay, I want to be strong. And the way to be strong is you're breaking things, I guess. Um, and it just makes it more dramatic, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I always thought like um, some of the cool things, like the actual cool things, I mean, not to knock anybody that breaks the bricks and stuff. Some of it, it is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like in those big competitions Definitely where they're breaking really cool. like eight of them or whatever with their head. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but the ones where it's like they're doing like crazy like flips and stuff and kicking like water bottles and stuff off of people's heads. Or like, I don't know, doing like two rotations in the air while doing like kicks and stuff. I'm like, how the heck? Is that part of what you guys do too? Or that seems like in- insane. Or that seems more ac- acrobatic, I think. Yeah. Um... We don't teach. It's not. It's not in our regular curriculum. Okay. But I feel like karate definitely can give you like the athleticism to do that and like the moves to do that. If you look up on YouTube, like um, world championship team kata performance, uh-huh. there's not only they're not only performing the kata, but they do give like a. It's called like a bunkai, like an explanation of the moves. Bu- bunkai. 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 Like B-U-N-K-I. Okay. K-A-I. Yeah. Um, and they kind of like perform like the explanation of so like one person in the team is like doing like the cut and then there's like an attacker. So uh-huh. it's really cool to watch because they do do like a simulated fight scene. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's not scored though. That's just like, or is that part of their it's performance? It's part of like the team cut to perform. Really? Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. It's really cool. You should watch it. I, okay, so I will watch that after. Is that something you guys do too then, like team kata stuff? Um, We don't do team kata. Well, we do in like local tournaments, but it's not like that. That's like world level. Or- I think those are the videos that I'm watching because it's basically like, I, I, this is not to knock again or like to belittle anything, but I, when I look at it, it looks like karate, but you're like cheerleading competition style karate where it's like there's a bunch of like people, you know, and they're all doing like different crazy stuff, doing oh. flips and all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then they make like towers of people okay. and they're like doing like backflips. I don't and, think like, that's karate. <laughs> well, it kind of looks like it yeah, though, right? Because yeah. it's like. Taekwondo is probably the closest martial art thing to karate though. Oh, maybe I'm looking at Taekwondo stuff then. Yeah. Where it's like. Taekwondo is more kicks, right? Yeah, more kicks. I can think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, acrobatic stuff. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. that's good to know then. It's not karate. Karate, karate. I feel like, is the basis for a lot of this other stuff, though, right? History-wise, or maybe not? Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> what, is the, what is the school, like, okay, so karate is Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. And the other one that they created is judo, right? Judo. Mm-hmm. And so those are like the two big ones. What is, like, the other things that are going on in, like, Asian stuff? Like, does Korea have their own, like, martial Korea arts? Korea is Taekwondo. Korea is Taekwondo. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's Taekwondo. And then what does China have? Do you know? Kung Fu. Oh, know. that makes sense. Right. right. Okay. So, and so those are all separate things. That's why. Yeah. But because it's, like, all in the basis of, like, you know, discipline, kicks, and punches and stuff, that's why it's always, like, kind of blended, especially, I guess, mm-hmm. in, like, American culture, right? Where it's, like, yeah. you could be watching somebody, like, Bruce Lee doing kung fu but it's like no you think that's karate yeah yeah <laughs> they were, they put jackie chan and karate kid oh yeah yeah that <laughs> exactly and yeah. that's not karate right yeah i can't wait for the day where america kind of steps away from that hollywood thing and they you know like sure it's cool and flashy but knowing like the real martial arts like specifically like karate taekwondo the no, real like the not real. being ignorant of mm. 
of martial arts in general. I think it is a, like an ignorance, and it's just it, it's not really like the fault of the people. It's, I think it's just you know the media wise, it's just like yeah. they all blend it together, you know. Mm-hmm. So when people are like seeing like you know people kicking each other and like doing all these kicks and the stuff and the air punching. They just kind of all say, oh, that's karate because that's what they know. Yeah. You know, when it's not, that's taekwondo maybe, or yeah. maybe it's kung fu. Um, and so people just don't know. And that's yeah. an issue. But I think, you know, with like things like the Olympics, you know, finally putting karate in, which it should have been in for a long time, I think, um, that does help because it helps show the differentiation. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly see like when it's at that level, there's a huge difference between that and like things like judo or things, you know, things that are completely different than that. Mm-hmm. So slowly but surely, I would assume. But it, it's also interesting because, you know, this is a thousand year old thing, right? How long ago was it invented? It was like thousands, hundreds of years or thousands of years. A very, very long time Exactly. Ago. And so even though through all those years, people still can't tell, or at least the West can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> between this and this. <laughs> I did, when we were talking about this right now, I have an interesting story for you because we, we keep joking about the Karate Kid and stuff. And uh, one of the things that I just remembered was, um, have you watched the movie? You watched the movie, right? Yeah. The one with Jane Smith? Or like the The OG. original Taylor. Oh, How yes. old are you? Come on. That's- no, okay. I, w- I have definitely watched the OG karate movie. Okay. That's like, well, when you with said Mr. Jane Miyagi? Smith. I, yeah. Okay. So that, yes, <laughs> I was about I'm to pretty get sure my grandpa knows Mr. Miyagi. That's what I was just going to say. So my family, uh, we actually have a picture in our house, uh, my grandma's house, and it was a uh, my family and uh, Mr. Miyagi at, and during Christmas. And I was like, I was just kept walking around the house one time and I saw it and I was like, what the heck is this? This is the guy from the Karate Kid. And I was like, is that the guy? And my grandma was like, yeah. And I was like, what? And he's like, no, yeah, he's a good family friend of ours. He came down for Christmas and stayed here one time. I was like, what the heck? And he's like, yeah, he's very, very interesting. Apparently he's like smoke, used to smoke a lot and all of this stuff too. He was like a little <laughs> bit different than what they portrayed on there. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's really like interesting. And I guess he has a lot of Hawaii ties or something. So maybe, you know, that's how your family knows yeah, him and stuff too. That's so cool. It Hawaii was, is such a small place, but also great place. Yeah. Everyone knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that was really interesting to me. Um, but then, you know, when you bring up stuff like Jaden Smith's <laughs> Karate Kid, I'm like, well, that's, I don't that's know. Because isn't Jackie Chan the Miyagi in that one? Yeah, He's, basically. That is so ridiculous. Know, why didn't they pick someone who, like, was a karate master or something? Not a or have you ever master. thought about getting into acting? Because you're in the modeling realm already as well? Yeah, but I think... You could get cast, that's why I'm assuming I for, like... I don't like how my voice sounds. I was nervous about coming here. Really? You have a good voice. I don't know. You have a good speaking voice. You know, you're pretty. You have all of the qualities that you need for it. It's just more confidence, I would think, you know. And if it's like, that's what I was trying to get at. Like, if you're doing like an acting gig and, you know, it's like for something like uh, Magnum PI or, you know, some kind Mm -hmm. of like thing like that where (laughs) even more so you wanted to be an FBI agent, you know, and like do all of like the uh, karate stuff like on a camera and stuff. That'd be pretty cool because not too many like models can do that you know or like actresses can do that they need like stunt doubles or something to do it yeah. but you could do your own stunts per se or i don't even mind just being the stunt double like modeling oh, that'd easy, be interesting though, yeah. because then i don't have to talk you know i can just like look pretty <laughs> just sit there look pretty you know? but aren't you talking all the time because of you as an instructor oh so yeah you should have confidence in yourself <laughs> man yeah complete confidence when it comes to karate Mm. but other things like modeling it's not like i started with an agency and like my my mom put me in you know it's kind of just like oh okay like i'll do this is something that i got for myself even like acting like would i have to take acting classes oh yeah it seems like it would take up a lot of my time 
and sure like I'm open to it um that sounds really fun um but yeah I don't know hmm. I'm just kind of like going with the flow with my modeling side so you haven't like done like any like uh schooling I guess for modeling I don't know if it's called schooling but you know like gone through like classes of like how yeah, to I didn't have like a modeling coach oh. or whatever hmm interesting yeah. Cause yeah, a lot of the time, like a lot of the people that we've had in here, you know, like Kyla and Kiana and these people, mm-hmm. they've all went through um, Miss Hawaii and that's the route that they went through and stuff. And then from there, they ended up going through like the modeling and whatnot. So yeah. I guess when you're like doing that kind of stuff, it does help with modeling because, you know, you're on stage more and you have to like present like yourself in this mm-hmm. light. But you never went that route, right? You haven't competed in any of those competitions. I actually have. No, you haven't. Um, what? I did a prelim pageant for Miss Hawaii USA. A prelim one. So really, I do, Taylor? Like, oh. Yeah. Just to, I was like, mm. well, I had a photographer fl- friend um, who was like, hey, you know, you should do this. Um, shout out to Glenn Yoza. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, he he got me into like meeting like the pageant people, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, uh, I don't know if it's my thing, you know. Um, but I just tried it. Um, I didn't win, but like it was a really great experience. What, what? Which one was it? Was it the one where you have talent or no talent? No talent. Bro, you should answer the one with talent. Are you kidding me? And the kata? That'd be, <laughs> blow the judges away. Are you kidding me? What a miss, Taylor. You, you're thinking about it, right? That would have been like, oh, that's a win. Because oh, everybody's God. doing like, you know, their hula or like Tahitian, singing. the basic stuff or singing. <laughs> and then this girl comes out in a full on gi, you know, after she had her like evening gown on. We scare everybody. <laughs> scare the judges. No way. That would be so unique. That would definitely win. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm just like thinking in my head like, wow, that would have been so like an easy clutch for you. Guaranteed. Because that's like the kind of thing that people want to see, you know, something unique. Mm-hmm. And that's why from you, it's always like, it, it's always like a weird thing to see because like you know on your social media you're just have a lot of modeling stuff you know yeah. there's you have to think you have to scroll down pretty far to see like any kind of like karate pictures or anything yeah, i barely post like 98 percent of what i post on my instagram is modeling stuff right so i mean just from that perception if somebody didn't know you or like looked into like your history a little bit more they just see like okay this is pretty modeling girl you know they don't realize like your background in karate and stuff of like you know you've done this for x amount of years you're an instructor yeah. third degree black belt usa karate champion like all of these things um so i think you know when you are able to portray that more it like creates like a more dynamic thing to you you know and that's why i wanted to get you on here and like you talk (laughs) about it some because i think that's like really important you know like a lot of time uh there's just like a stigma too where it's like i think we talked about it on one of the last podcasts maybe it was with kiana because she does like a lot of like uh diverse things in her career as well Mm -hmm. where people see like models and stuff and it's like, oh, it's just a pretty face, you know, like they don't have anything else. Like they're not probably not smart, you know, they probably ditzy or whatever mm-hmm. or what whatever it may be. And then, you know, you have people like yourself where it's like disciplined out of your mind to become a third degree <laughs> black belt and all of these like national championships. And it's, I think that's very impressive. And that's the kind of stuff Thank I like you. highlighting on here and like talking to people about because it really is cool, you know, and um, one of the things with this podcast is I like talking with people that have like interesting like histories and stuff with this because you know not too many people can say that they're a national champion in karate that's that's really impressive and it seems like you're so humble about it you're like yeah i think i've had like you know i can't remember how many times i've won (laughs) for me i'd be like putting that everywhere like oh yeah seven time national champion my family (laughs) is huge on like humility and stuff and i don't like to boast like oh like i won this and that so so I, I don't, that's why I think I don't post too much about it on my Instagram. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I am very serious about my karate thing. Like I, 
think I'm really easy going, like laid back, like modeling and personal life. But when it comes to karate, I think I'm also like that, but also very serious. Mm, okay. Because I would think like, I guess it's like a balancing act, right? Like I understand the humility part. Like that's how my family was too. So whenever people like, you know, are t- telling me about like, oh no, you've had such a good like YouTube career and stuff. And it's crazy. Like you have all of these followers and stuff. I'm just like, uh, I guess, you know, I, I don't want to like lean into that too much. The Japanese. Yeah. I think it's culture. a Japanese thing. Yeah. But even more so it's like double for you because in the, you know, the dojo and stuff as well. Um, that's a culture that it's it's supposed to be in there. Yeah. You know, the real karate school is like discipline and humility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, knowing that you could in a situation um, defend yourself, but you're not using it, you yeah. know? That's like the ultimate humility, right? Where you mm-hmm. have like all of these techniques and like these like forms and stuff that you could do, but never, sh- but the best thing in your life would be never showing it. Because yeah. then that means that you're never in a situation where you have to use it, Right. I've never had to use my karate. Right. Like, See, exactly. So that's like the ulti- it's that's why it's like the ultimate sport of humility because the good thing about it is if you don't never need to show it because that means you're never in a situation where you have to, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those weird ones, but that's why there's also like these flashy guys on Instagram, you know, doing like the kicking the water bottles and stuff and it's good and bad because when going back to what we talked about, it does help bring people to the culture a little bit more. So yeah. you I know, agree. when you do end up uh taking over the dojo, like I think it's important to you know try to advertise that way and so Mm -hmm. because you have like a platform on social media and stuff maybe it would not be that bad of an idea to do more karate stuff on there you know to kind of like bring more light to it and like show like you know pretty girls can (laughs) sign up for karate too and you know you can do both you can have the best (laughs) of both worlds ladies you know so i don't know i always thought of it like that way so i I wouldn't say like you know it's like uh you don't want to be like boastful or whatever i think it actually like helps you know ikf and like Mm -hmm helps people see because yeah some it, it's a thing where i think like if i had a daughter i wonder if i would put her into karate that's like my mindset with it you know you should yeah you see should. exactly <laughs> you should but you don't see very many like females doing that though there's a lot of girls in our in really our dojo. huh it, but primarily would you say it's mainly males um i think there's like an equal amount really yeah. oh, okay well, I guess it's just like a thing that girls don't want to talk about. Like they do karate then because I just don't see it as often as like the kid, yeah. like the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what it is. But my sister, I think, was like, I don't know if it was like, is it Aikido? Is that the one with the swords or like the sticks? That's not Aikido. Wait. I thought Aikido was like the pressure point one. What? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. <laughs> the sticks. I think Aikido is with the one with like the sword. Really? What is the one with the pressure points? Oh, my God. I sound so dumb right now. Dude, that sounds like something from a Naruto anime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> I do watch a bunch of anime, but that is not what it is. I know this. This. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go look it up. This is horrible. I don't have internet access in this place, so I can't look it up right now on the spot. But listen, guys, I know what I'm talking about. There's something like that. And I can't remember what it's called. I thought I... Okay. The stick one is not that. The stick then what one? is that one called? The stick one. <laughs> <laughs> that one is... I think it starts with a K. We look so bad right now. We're the worst Japanese. This is our culture. Especially me. I'm like the karate person. I don't know anything. I have... A, I freaking bought a like $5,000 samurai sword in my house. Oh my <laughs> so I, I should 1,000% know this. <laughs> Kendo. That's oh, the stick one. Okay. Thank God. Kendo. See, I got it, guys. Kendall, Kendall, that's the stick one. Aikido, I'm telling you, it's pressure. Okay, okay, okay. I just believe you. Okay, thank you. Okay. 
I got her. <laughs> but yeah, so the Kendall one I think is pretty cool. Like that was always one that I wanted to get into. I don't know if it's just because I'm nerdy and I like the samurai culture and stuff, yeah. but it's all kind of in the same vein, right? Like mm-hmm. where I think even Kendo, it's like a discipline thing. And it's uh, it, apparently it's like more for, because um, it's not like you're using swords in this day and age. It, it really is just like a discipline and like learning fundamentals and I guess kind of connecting yourself to the culture more yeah, so, I'd say. Art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Bushido. I think that's what it, the thing is, you know, mm-hmm. um, Bushido culture. Um, but I think, you know, karate would make a lot more sense just because it's more practical, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can actually use it for something if you need to. So in that regard, I guess maybe it would be good to get my daughter in. If, if I hopefully ever have a daughter, I really wanted a daughter. We got a boy. <laughs> so I was kind of bummed you out. Can, you can always try again. <laughs> I know that's why. So, but it's, um, me and my wife only want to have two kids. So it's like, if we have a second boy, then I'm out of luck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm hoping for a girl. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, maybe you convinced me. Like that would be a good thing to get her into. My sister did do something like that. That's why. And I think it did help her with like discipline and stuff. Mm. Um, for sure. Just because you can't really act up in the dojo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The repercussion is you just get kicked out or I don't know. What is like a repercussion? I can't remember what I was doing. Um, well, back in the day, I'm pretty sure kids would get like swept or hit, you know. Yeah. But um, now because everyone's so sensitive, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, like we just make our kids like do push-ups or like squats or like, you know, oh, that, yeah, kind yeah. Of, that kind of punishment. Right, 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 right. Or like cleaning the mats or something yeah. maybe after or something like that. I see. Yeah. I wonder. I always wonder if that's enough, though. It's That's probably not. <laughs> it isn't a hard time, though. Don't worry, I don't hit my students. No, exactly. And so that's the thing, though. Like, it's so interesting because back in the day, you're right. Like, that was commonplace. Like, my, my parents, uh, my dad, not my parents, just my dad. Uh, my grandma's actually from, like, Philippines and stuff. And she, she um, passed away recently. But she used to use, like, the switches and stuff or the rice paddle and, you know, the... Um, slippers and stuff and that was just commonplace you know and it wasn't anything bad before but i think it did get the message home you know like and that's the same thing like if you were to get hit like in any sport it kind of is like a reality check for you you know like okay i'm not gonna do that again because that hurt (laughs) whereas like if it's just doing push-ups it's like okay that's fine i'll just do these push-ups and you know do it again later it only makes me stronger (laughs) yeah 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 exactly exactly yeah because i can imagine like a lot of kids too like they were thinking probably they can get out of hand, you know, like if you give them a little bit of like power, like, you know, thinking like, okay, you can beat people up mm-hmm. in their head. They're like, okay, I'm the man now, you know, and that's what leads to like bullies and stuff in school. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in karate, it's supposed to be the complete opposite. It's supposed to create humility in you and not want you to go out and seek people. Yeah. So that's why it really is come down, comes down to the instructor to make sure, you know, they're using it wisely. Yeah, like for our kids, we tell them like, you know, if you can't use this, even if like you're showing off to your friends, you know, especially at school, like we do that you're not allowed to come back to class really wow so if you have like a parent that says like oh my kid got into a fight or something mm-hmm. you have to either sit him down and tell him it okay you can't be part of this dojo yeah, or something i mean then. if he was like defending himself for know, sure then you know it's okay but like can't actively like have kids be showing off their moves or like being bullies and stuff mm. we definitely do not condone that type of behavior oh uh, i see i see yeah that's the that's the weird line like again we were saying you know it's a because people want to show off what they learn, you know, that's mm-hmm. like the nature, I think, that people mostly have. You know, yeah. like if you're you, you're really good at surfing, you want to put up a lot of surfing content because, you know, it's like you want to kind of show that to people. Like, this is what I can do mm-hmm. where, you know, for your karate stuff, it's like 
you can do all these like insane kata forms and stuff or like you know win the sparring matches and stuff but you can never like post it because <laughs> that's just not how the culture is it's like for some people they really want that attention you know mm-hmm. so it's like it, it just kind of maybe irks them or like creates like frustration in them i guess you know and so mm-hmm. i think those are the people that weren't meant for that kind of martial arts anyway yeah. you know if you're looking for like notoriety from it that's it's not really the place to go yeah yeah because even like in the movies and stuff like i feel like well maybe bruce lee was not that humble and stuff but like other practitioners some of the practitioners seem like they're somewhat <laughs> humble even though or they try to portray that in their movies and stuff which i i appreciate you know rather than like this cobra kai stuff where it's like i beat you up kind of thing yeah definitely <laughs> Well, that's good. Okay, well, now you may have to convince me that I have to go look into this. Maybe I got to go check out one of your schools. Do you guys have something in Mililani or on the west side? Um, what's on the west side? Uh, I think all our classes out there on that side of the island are just on Zoom right now. Oh, okay. Our only in-person ones are in Pololo and Kaimaki. And those are where you're teaching right now? Yeah. How's the Zoom classes go? Sorry, and I, I we can wrap up in a little. Yeah, I just no want to go over this. Um, so for the Zoom no, classes. No, the Zoom classes are good. Um, it's just really hard sometimes, especially for little kids to start because, you know, teaching online, especially something that's kind of like an in-person sport is a bit hard. Yeah. Challenging. So, that would seem really hard because there's also like delays because of technology and stuff too. So like, you know, you're trying to give an instruction. Maybe there's a delay with the Wi-Fi yeah. or something breaks down and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you have 19 kids that are good and they're waiting to go. And then 20 is like over here trying to catch catch back onto yeah. the wi-fi and you're like okay do i wait do i not <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah i can <laughs> see that, like that so sometimes. right it must be hard and like weird but these are the times that we're in so mm-hmm. yeah and it's good that you guys continue to at least provide that service mm-hmm. you know rather than just completely let them go because i would assume for martial arts if you don't do it every single day it's a skill that you can like lose over time yeah yeah i can mm-hmm. i can still do horse stance if that's what it's called and that's it <laughs> can't remember anything yeah. else. <laughs> I, I really want to go and deep dive and see if I can go find like old pictures or something and I'll send it to you because oh I, I always see. thought I was pretty good yeah I always thought I was pretty good in my little orange belt thinking that I could do stuff <laughs> but yeah maybe I will get back into the scene I, it's always something that's really good so yeah, you, you know your son when he gets a little bit older I probably he's will like a baby so yeah you know? he's a baby he can't he's not gonna do any um key eyes and yeah. stuff just yet I think but, our youngest is like four really four five. that must be super cute though like they're just kind of like rolling so around cute. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they don't even they're have the coordination adorable. to do a kick yeah but as long as they can kind of keep focus in class then we welcome kids you know because mm. some, some classes we just make it kind of fun for them you know they get to like learn how to punch correctly do some blocks kicks correctly but a lot of it is like exercises and stuff like that too uh, right, especially right. at that young age like working on coordination and stuff Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Does, does that kid have a belt? He's a white belt? A four-year-old? Yeah, yeah, he's like white So you have this little mini belt. belt on it? That's yeah. so cute. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll do it just for that so that Rio can have this little belt around him. Yeah, like... <laughs> we have small uniforms for him. Really? For, for little kids, yeah. Oh, man, okay, I got to go look into this more then. We'll talk We'll talk off air, but uh, yeah, if anybody is interested, you know, listening to this and, you know, is inspired to take karate, please check out IKF. International Karate Federation. You guys do have a website, right? IKFHawaii.com. You can check it out over there. Or even better, you can go follow Taylor Kaneshiro on her Instagram. I think it's just at Taylor Kaneshiro. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's <laughs> easy to remember, guys. You might not see a lot of karate. It's it's only two percent karate I heard, but it's there. So just just scroll through it. <laughs> Go through all of the nice modeling pictures while you're at it too. So uh, appreciate you coming in, Taylor. Thank you so much for talking to me about all of this and you know, kind of just inspiring people that are listening to like take up karate more and then you know just see it in the light that it should be shown in. I appreciate all of that. Yeah, no problem. So uh, thank you everybody for listening to today's podcast. We will be back again soon with another episode. So be sure to subscribe and turn your notifications on so you don't miss the next one. Uh, Until then though, stay safe, stay humble and stay blessed. And we will catch you on the next episode. Aloha. (laughs) 